Good morning and welcome to this segment of They Call Me Grace. I am so glad that you're tuning in with the with me this morning. I want to first thank God for another day, another opportunity. I want to thank God for his amazing grace, his mercy, his goodness, and his loving kindness. I also want to pray for those who have been affected by the coronavirus, those who have died from this invisible virus. I want to thank God for all that he has done, all that he is doing in our life. I want to thank God because I know that he knows the definite plan that he has for each and every one of us. So I just want to thank him, praise him, give him glory and honor in Jesus Christ's name. I do pray. Amen. Again, thank you for tuning in with me this morning on this segment of They Call Me Grace. Today's subject is coming out of a book called Fruit vegetables and juices. This book is written by Dr. Uh, Norman Walker. Okay. And uh, specifically, I want to go over what uh, the body is made of. Now, thanks to scientific research, we are now able to analyze and know exactly the elements in which foods carry and to harmonize them in the body according to its needs. And our body needs a whole lot of things, okay? The body is made up of many atomic elements, and I will list those elements for you right now. It's made up of oxygen, carbon, Hydrogen, nitrogen, calcium, phosphorus, potassium, sulfur, sodium, magnesium, iron, iodine, chlorine, fluorine, silicon, and manganese. So, on my next segment, what I will do, I will break down each one of those things, each one of those atomic elements that our body consists of. And we'll go over some of the things that we can do to keep them in balance. Remember, it's social distancing. We're sheltering in place. Businesses are opening up. Restaurants, shopping malls, essential things. But I give a shout out to all the frontline workers, the nurses and the doctors and all the healthcare workers. Thank you for going out there and putting your life on the line. So until next time, I love you guys. Be safe and do everything in your control to take care of your body from within. See you next time. Welcome to this segment of They Call Me Grace. I am so glad that you have tuned in with me this morning. And I want to begin by thanking God for my family, for my country. I want to thank God for all that he has done for us, for his divine intervention, for his protection, for his grace, mercy, and his loving kindness. This segment of They Call Me Grace will be fairly short this morning. Because I want to reiterate to my listeners, not that you don't already know, but some may not already know. And maybe sometimes we get things out of order. And there is a specific order of design where God has created headship. So this segment is about God, family, and country. You see, some of the reasons why we're going through some of the things that we're going through today within our country in the world is because we're trying to take God from the front and put him at the end. God is the head of everything. He created everything on this earth and everything belongs to him. So just remember, consider in your heart and your mind, it's always been, it always shall be God, family, and country. So the country really needs to get it together because they've taken God out of the schools. They've taken uh, edited God's name and, and Christ's name out of videos and out of uh, news media. We need to understand that it's God, family, and country. If we can get the right order, just like you get the right order to an algebra problem, if you do things out of order, you get the wrong result. If we want the right result, we have to remember that it is God, family, and country. Tell me your feelings on this. Interact with me. Send me a message. Share and share this video with your friends and your family. Remember, it's God, family, then country. 
There is no other order. Thank you for tuning in with me today on this segment of They Call Me Grace. Wash your hands, be safe, and as always, always pray. Pray for the land. Pray for our country. Pray for our neighbors, our family, our friends, our our city, our state. Everyone that you can think of, pray for the lost because it's always God, family, and country. Make it a great day. I love you guys. Good afternoon and welcome to this segment of They Call Me Grace. I want to thank God for another day, another chance, another opportunity, another uh, chance to spread the good news, another chance to even interact with uh, my listeners. Uh, Today's subject uh, is going to be on something that's called blackballing. Uh, it's, uh, it's described as secret ballots. Uh, this is something that happens uh, most oftentimes that people are not aware of or maybe uh, after an event has taken place within their lives, they discover that they have been blackballed. Secret ballots that have been taken. Now for the lack of a better term, this is the official term. There are companies, uh, the governments, organizations, and private groups often engage in these types of tactics, okay? Uh, We seem to shun those who speak their minds and stand up for what is just or right. When we think about it, though, these types of outfits have no balls at all. And I don't like using that word, but we're talking about blackballing today, secret ballots. Those types of things are taking taking place in break rooms, conference rooms, locker rooms, uh, coffee shops, uh, in cars, over your cell phones. These types of votes or secret ballots are taking place on a daily basis against individuals, against groups of people to keep them out only because they had the courage or the audacity or the whatever you may call it to speak up about injustices that they may have observed, injustices that they may have been part of or manipulation or fraud, whatever. They were able to speak out against it even though they have may have been that superb employee, had great work ethic, showed up to work on time every day, never missed a day. Uh, They were picked for special projects, got the work done, sent on another project. This was an an exemplary uh, employee. And you know what? It has no, uh, uh, there is no differentiation between who these secret ballots goes against. It doesn't matter if your father was the mayor. It doesn't matter if you were, uh, you are a military veteran. It doesn't matter if you were a single mom with six kids. It didn't matter. It didn't matter what uh, status in life that you held. If you had the audacity to speak up and speak out about a thing, you had the potential of becoming a victim of blackballing, secret ballot taking. Now, like I said, we seem to shun those who speak their minds and stand up for what is just and right. When we think about it, these types of outfits have no balls at all. There are even today secret ballots used by a a plethora of organizations. To say the least, it probably won't surprise any of us if I were to name any of them. I'm not going to do that because they already know who they are, okay? In the mid-17th century, though, uh, by not only governmental parties, but gentlemen clubs, fraternities, and of course, societies like the, the Freemasons. Uh, it, you know, it doesn't matter what uh, name the company had on it. It was the power and the authority that they exuded to use against someone who spoke out about their injustices. Because a lot of times they have people that they want to give a seat at the table. And maybe you couldn't get that seat at the table because you did not make that covenant with them. In other words, you opposed what they were doing. So now you became a part of the black ball, a secret ballot that went against you. Okay. Even today, choices are made against individuals who have exceptional work ethic, like I said, of course. Uh, The defining line, as mentioned above, uh, being outspoken and not going along with corruption or unjust actions. It's a prerequisite for getting on the list. That list, the blackball list, secret ballots, okay? And I talked about some of the outcomes, uh, which include either they're going to admit you, they're going to prevent you from being admitted, 
Okay? They'll hold the secret ballots. They'll take them. They'll count them. And the outcome would be rejection, admittance, approval, or expulsion. Uh, And you know what? These uh, were enacted based on a specific count of black balls. And you know what? As I was doing my research, I found out back in the early centuries uh, that you can begin to use little black boxes and engrave the person's name on the box so that instead of vocally speaking out who they were voting against, all the person had to do was when they saw that black box and saw the names that were engraved on it, they already knew who to vote for or who to vote against the black box. It's ironic. Even the airplanes and the helicopters have that black box that they have to look for whenever there's an airplane crash. So don't get it twisted. There are so many systems that have been put in place that when they're used, they may be used for different things, but they use the same type of object. Okay. Today, however, companies have gotten more clever in this pathetic, unjust system. While so many companies work with other companies, or they may have an umbrella and have other companies underneath their umbrella, so they're connected uh, 12 miles wide and 12 miles deep, that no matter where you go, you know what, you may get employed with a company who's doing business with another company that threw your name out there and said, you know what, Don't hire this person, okay? It's pathetic, okay? Like I said, they have a seamless process because they work with family. They want the family to uh, suggest that their friends come work there, and then they want their friends to tell their friends. You know, it's kind of an inner working like Facebook and LinkedIn, those circles. You know, we have all these large circles, and they're overlapping circles. So all of my friends may not be all of your friends, but we have maybe 52 friends in common. So that circle, the more people they hire, the more uh, probability of that overlaying of the circle increases. So they become pretty pathetic in the way that they uh, do these things. To put it bluntly, the circle widens and the connections increase. It seems no matter where you go, The watchers, the spies, they even sent spies out in biblical times. They're watching. They know your every move. They know every statement you've ever made, whether it be positive or negative. Okay, to say the least, let me put it bluntly like this. There is no such thing as privacy anymore. Even in the midst of going through this coronavirus, you know what? We're sheltering in place, right? We're social distancing. They want to muffle our mouths. They're trying to shut the church down. It will not happen. God will not allow that to happen. We will not be muffled. We will speak out against the injustice. We will pray for our enemies as well as our family, our friends, our communities, our neighbors, our churches, our states, our country, the government, the president. We'll continue to pray for those individuals. But we must remember, we are like a a light set on a hill that cannot be hidden. It doesn't matter if we're sheltering in place. We're that light. And we're going to take our light and we're going to shine our light into the dark places of the injustices, of the inequalities. We will do it as a church as we continue to pray that God begins to unharden their heart, to draw them near, to change them from their wicked ways. So remember, there is a list. It's a black ball list. They're committing these uh, atrocities in break rooms, conference rooms, coffee shops, wherever they can make a covenant behind closed doors. The truth of the matter, this black ball list, they have no balls because they're doing it in secret. They have no balls. But I thank you for tuning in with me on this segment of They Call Me Grace. I'll pray for you always. You pray for me. Remember, we're still sheltering in place. We're social distancing. And just think about those things that may have ever happened to you. And you couldn't understand just why. Maybe you made the list. But guess what? God can disintegrate that list. God can even change the hearts and minds and the actions of man. So make it a great day. Until next time, wash your hands. And most importantly, pray always in Jesus' name. I'll see you next time. I love you guys. Good morning. 
and welcome to this segment of They Call Me Grace. I am so glad that you are tuning in with me today. I want to just thank God for another day, another opportunity. I want to thank God for his protection, for his divine intervention. I want to thank God for his son, Jesus, who did not come down off of the cross. Today's message, I will be coming to you with information or with the word of God. It tells us in the word of God that the prayers of the righteous, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. James 5 and 16. Now, what does avail mean? Okay, so when we look at the word or the definition of avail, it means to produce or result in as a benefit or an advantage. Okay, so the prayers of the righteous availeth much. And then if we look further at the scripture, it says the fervent prayer. Okay, so let's talk about what fervent means. Uh, And as I began to look at the word fervent, I found that it says it's very hot, glowing, uh, like the sun, exhibiting or marked by great intensity of feeling, zealous, fervent prayers, a fervent proponent, fervent patriotism. Now, as I was reading the word uh, this morning, I was over in the book of Revelation. And I begin to read in Revelation chapter 5. And it goes something like this. It's talking about the book of the Lamb and the seals being opened. It says, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book, to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven, nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book, and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth unto, into all the earth. And he, and he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne, And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. And I want to bring your attention to the very last words of verse number eight, chapter five of Revelations. Okay. It says, which are the prayers of the saints. Now we know that the fervent prayer of the righteous Okay, it's very hot. It's going to give us an advantage. So what I want to to uh, ask you to do today, don't stop praying. Keep on praying. They've got the church houses shut down. They don't want us to pray, but we must keep praying. We must keep sending our prayers up into heaven to God, because when the seals are about to be opened, And those odors are going to be released. Those odors are the prayers of the saints. Thanks for tuning in with me today. And be sure to go to your word. Continue to practice social distancing. Do and abide by the law of the land with shelter in place. But for the most part, don't forget to pray. Remember, the fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. Thank you for tuning in with me today on this segment of They Call Me Grace. Have a blessed day. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Good morning and welcome to this segment of They Call Me Grace. I am so glad that you are tuning in with me this morning. Uh, I want to thank God for all that he has done. I want to give him glory, honor, and praise for he is our God. 
is the only true and living God. So I come to you this morning from this segment of They Call Me Grace from 2 Chronicles chapter 15. And I'll be going over verses 4, 5, 7, and 9. And it goes something like this. But when they in their trouble did turn unto the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found of them. And in those times there was no peace to him that went out, nor to him that came in. But great vexations were upon all the inhabitants of the countries. Verse number seven. Be ye strong, therefore, and let not your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. And then as we continue on to verse number nine. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Herein thou hast done foolishly. Therefore, from henceforth thou shalt have wars. So, uh, in the book of uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 15, there's a lot of uh, information given there, and I admonish you to pick up your word. Start at uh, chapter 15. Uh, verse 1 says, And the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded, and he went out to meet Asa, and said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin, the Lord is with you while ye be with him. And if ye seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. And that is the word that's going forth today. The Lord is yet still, he can still be found. He's waiting at the door. So just remember this. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. So we have to ask God to perfect our hearts. We have to ask God to to, to refashion us, to shape us, to remold us if we're not in the right condition. So, you know, our heart and mind has to be in tune with Christ. Our character, the characteristics of Christ must be in us. We must continually seek God. We must continually pray for those who are lost. We must continue to pray for this world. Pray for the nations. Pray for the leaders. Pray for the president. Pray for our cities. Pray for the ones that have charge over us. For this is the right thing to do. Because God can yet be found. If we would diligently seek him. I am so glad that you tuned in with me today. I pray for you guys. I love you guys. Uh, We are still uh, practicing social distancing. Uh, Shelter in place is still in effect. Uh, Some of the things are opening up, but you know what? I haven't looked at the numbers today. I'm not even worried about the natural number that man has created because God is is an infinite number. Okay, you know about algebra. You know you can do some type of equations where one number will cancel out another number. There is no natural number that can cancel out God's infinity, God's wisdom, God's strong power. There is no man on earth that can fight against God. So be strong in the Lord and all of his might and know that he is with you and he is with me. Thank you for tuning in with me today. I love you guys. Wash your hands. Be safe and As a reminder, pray always in Jesus' name. I love you guys. Until next time on the next segment of They Call Me Grace. Good morning and welcome to this segment of They Call Me Grace. I am so glad that you tuned in with me uh, today. Uh, I want to thank God for his amazing grace, for his mercy, for his loving kindness. I want to thank God for all that he has done for each and every one of us. Though we look through our natural eyes and we don't understand how things have come to pass, but we must remember that we must walk by faith and not by sight, that God has a definite plan for each and every one of our lives. So I just want to thank God in Jesus name. Today I'm coming to you from the book of James chapter 5 and the book of Revelation chapter 5. I thought it was kind of ironic when I did my previous previous segment about the fervent prayer 
the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man. I found it ironic that uh, what I'm about to share with you today is actually in the same numbering system, chapter 5, as it was uh, in the book of Revelation. Now, today, uh, out of James chapter 5, starting at verse 1, it says, Go to now, ye rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Now, I I read uh, verse number one because I was over in the book of Revelation talking about the effectual prayers of the righteous man uh, when the seal was about to be opened and how uh, he had wept and the angel had told him not to weep. And and how I found out that uh, what fervent and effectual meant that as the saints are praying, we must remember, and if you do not understand or you do not know, that our prayers, our fervent, effectual prayers are giving us an advantage over the ones who have held us hostage, who have uh, uh, plundered us, who have done all of these things upon the earth to uh, the low man, to, to to the servant of God, who have done all these things, who have gnashed their teeth against the servants of God. It says, go to now, ye rich men, weep. And how? For your miseries that shall come upon you. Verse number two. It says, your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Verse number three. It says, your gold and silver is cankered and the rust of them shall be a witness against you and shall eat your flesh as it was fire. Ye have heaped treasure together for the last days. And I'm talking about the last days. I'm talking about what's going to happen, how the word of God has given us uh, what's going to happen. Revelation tells us uh, visions have been given and uh, those seals will be open and those rich men will uh, do exactly what the word says. It says, go to now, ye rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. So today, while we're uh, practicing shelter in place, while we're uh, practicing social distancing, the righteous man, the saints, we must keep praying. We must keep praying because when that seal is going to be open, when it is open, the olders, and that's spelled O-D-O-U-R-S, those are the prayers of the saints that we kept praying as of yesterday, as of today. We must keep praying. Verse number uh, four, chapter five, James. It says, Behold, the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud, Crieth, and the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. So, what is that saying to us? You know, the word of God is an inspired word by God, okay? And every book, every chapter is connected somehow to the final destination of the opening of those seals. So, I want to admonish you all today to keep praying keep standing your watch keep your stance do not give up stay on the battlefield when those seals will be open the odors of the saints which are the fervent the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous don't get it twisted God hears our prayers they're being preserved our prayers are being preserved for the release when that seal is open. Thank you for tuning in with me today on this segment of They Call Me Grace. Don't forget, it's still shelter in place, social distancing. Please abide by the law of the land, for this is what we should do. And remember, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. Thank you. Have a blessed day in Jesus' name. See you next time. I love you all. Good morning and welcome.
Welcome to this segment of They Call Me Grace. I am so glad that you're tuning in with me today. Uh, I want to thank God, first of all, for his grace, his mercy, his loving kindness. I want to thank him for all that he has done for us, all that he has protected us from. I want to uh, give my condolences to uh, the ones that have uh, demised from uh, the COVID-19. I give my uh, sincerest condolences to the family members who have lost a loved one. Uh, I, I'm asking you all to pray for the ones that have become infected by COVID-19. Also, I would like you to pray with me for the covering for the rest of us who are still going forward, who are still looking to God for his divine protection. I want you to pray with me for our country, for our nation, for this world. So pray with me that uh, God protects us and that his will is done during and after all of this is all over, that God, God's will will be done. So again, thank you for tuning in with me today. And uh, today's segment is regarding the captain of the USS Theodore. Uh, back on April 7th, uh, I did a small podcast regarding uh, what had happened, uh, the letter that he had written. Uh, of course, I haven't read the letter. I don't know what was uh, in the letter. I don't even know if the letter was actually released to the public. What I do know is that uh, uh, he was uh, allegedly, uh, he had allegedly uh, leaked a letter to the media regarding the virus. But for those of you who have never served in the military, who don't have a military background, uh, it's, it's definitely a different camaraderie as opposed to civilian life because I am a Navy veteran. So I know there is a, a huge difference on the relationships uh, between captains and the people that are uh, underneath them that they have sworn to protect. And, uh, you know, I, I remember my, my first year in the Navy, uh, I was uh, instructed that uh, whenever an order is given, uh, if it does not jeopardize a life of anyone or put anyone in harm's way that those orders are to be followed. So uh, I'm reading, uh, right now I'm reading the article uh, regarding the captain and I pray for him as well that uh, his body goes back to full function. It looks like according to uh, the news media that he has been reassigned. Uh, He was relieved of his command of the aircraft back on April 7th. They said that uh, was requesting that the crew be evacuated due to, due to the outbreak of the virus. And I, I admonish you guys to go back and listen to the podcast that I uh, did on April 7th and listen to the information that I provided with you during that time. Uh, so it says that uh, the outbreak in his letter, he, he, he stated that the outbreak could kill sailors if something uh, was not done like right now immediately. Uh, he wanted to have the uh, aircraft carrier uh, evacuated. Okay. Um, so an investigation obviously was uh, conducted uh, on April 24th. Uh, I think the Department of Defense uh, Secretary Mark Esper uh, was actually uh, investigating. Uh, he wanted him to be reinstated to the Roosevelt. However, uh, that action wasn't taken. Uh, I think there were about 4,800 crew members aboard that uh, aircraft carrier. Uh, And that the last update, there were about uh, 1,102 active cases uh, of the virus. And uh, 53 of those sailors had recovered from the virus. Uh, They were in Guam. And they said that there there was... uh, one sailor that died on April 13th from the virus. And my condolences and my prayers go out to that family, uh, to his family members. So, uh, looks like that the captain uh, was relieved of his duty and he was being uh, uh, given a new assignment somewhere in California. So, Mike Gilday, the chief of naval operations on May 27th, said that the extension for the investigation was granted, but uh, they had not done anything but 
after that time frame, looks like that Captain uh, Crozier was uh, reinstated to a new new assignment. You know, my heart goes out to him. I commend him on the actions that he had taken. I'm not saying that uh, that information should have been leaked to the media. I don't know how that happened. Things happen all the time. Uh, and maybe he thought he was doing the right thing. So the acting Secretary Navy, uh, uh, Navy of the Secretary, James McPherson on Wednesday, he had ordered a deeper review into the virus outbreak aboard the USS Roosevelt, okay, in response to the initial investigation. So I just wanted to update you guys on that. Uh, you know what? I'm a Navy fan. I'm a veteran of the United States Navy. So I understand and I've worked side by side with the captain. And, and, and you know, when we're in those types of relationships, we have close-knit father-like, daughter-like, sister-like, brother-like, you know, we have those types of relationships. I'm not saying it's a hundred percent, you know, there are always great areas in any type of atmosphere, any type of relationships. But from my experience, uh, my experience as a, a military person, uh, was far better than it has been as a civilian. There's a different type of camaraderie. There's a different type of loyalty. There's a different type of respect. And there shouldn't be any differentiation, but however, there is. So thanks for tuning in with me today on this segment of They Call Me Grace. Uh, They're still sheltering in place, uh, social distancing. Please wash your hands, be safe. Do everything that in your power uh, to avoid the virus if you can but most of all pray pray for your fellow uh fellow uh, uh roommates your your family members your your co-workers for your cities your, your state this, this country the nation the world pray to god that his will will be done amidst this pestilence amidst this invisible covid 19 virus because the eyes of the lord are to and fro upon this whole earth and he will deal with it in due time thanks again until next time be safe i love you guys and i'll see you on the next segment segment of they call me grace hello and welcome to this segment of they call me grace i want to thank god for his grace his mercy his loving kindness for all that he has done for us i thank him for being in the midst of while we go through this thing and knowing that we are not alone. The word tells us where two or three are gathered. He is in the midst of it. So I just thank God for his instant, His infinite wisdom. I thank him for his power, his might. I thank him for all that he has done and will do for us according to his word. His promises are true. In Jesus' name I pray. Again, thank you for tuning in with me today on this segment of they call me grace today what i would like to do is uh, invite some people to record with me so while we're doing this we're going to um i'm going to invite someone to record with me and we'll talk about some things that uh, you're doing within your household while we're experiencing this shelter in place and social distancing so in the meantime, I'll be right back. Thanks again. Back to you. I'll be uh, asking someone to join in with me. And uh, we'll discuss some activities. We'll discuss some Bible scriptures. We'll discuss what your routine is as you go through uh, the shelter in place. Uh, especially if you're not working, if you have not returned to your job, uh, have you uh, submitted or applied for unemployment? What's been the outcome? Has there been any issues? Were you denied? Uh, did you appeal it? What are you doing on your uh, on a daily basis regard to your meditation with God in your prayer life? How are you doing with uh, conducting social distancing from your neighbors? Have you delivered any food? Have you done anything? Have you made a, a home project, a do-it-yourself project? Have you shared it with one? Let's talk about these things, and we'll be right back. Have you heard about Anchor? Well, let me give you a little bit of information about it. Anchor. 
Anchor is a great way to create your own podcast. And what they'll do is they will distribute it for you. They will distribute your podcast on Spotify, Apple, and many other platforms. It's a great way to uh, build your podcast, to earn money from it. You know what? They have a great platform. And all you need to do is download your podcast at anchor.fm.com. Again, that's anchor.fm.com. It's a great way that you can monetize it and distribute it any way you like. Thank you. We'll be right back. Good afternoon and welcome to this segment of They Call Me Grace. I want to thank God for another day, another chance, another opportunity, another uh, chance to spread the good news, another chance to even interact with uh, my listeners. Uh, Today's subject uh, is going to be on something that's called blackballing. Uh, It's uh, it's described as secret ballots. This is something that happens uh, most oftentimes that people are not aware of or maybe uh, after an event has taken place within their lives they discover that they have been blackballed secret ballots that have been taken now for the lack of a better term this is the official term there are companies uh, the governments organizations and private groups often engage in these types of tactics okay Uh, we seem to shun those who speak their minds and stand up for what is just or right when we think about it though these types of outfits have no balls at all and I don't like using that word but we're talking about blackballing today secret ballots those types of things are taking taking place in break rooms conference rooms locker rooms uh, coffee shops uh, in cars over your cell phones these types of votes or secret ballots are taking place on a daily basis against individuals against groups of people to keep them out only because they had the courage or the audacity or the whatever you may call it to speak up about injustices that they may have observed injustices that they may have been part of or manipulation or fraud whatever they were able to speak out against it even though they haven't may have been that superb employee, had great work ethic, showed up to work on time every day, never missed a day. Uh, They were picked for special projects, got the work done, sent on another project. This was an an exemplary uh, employee. And you know what? It has no, uh, uh, there is no differentiation between who these secret ballots goes against. It doesn't matter if you, your father was a mayor. It doesn't matter if you were uh, a, 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 you are a military veteran. It doesn't matter if you were a single mom with six kids. It didn't matter. It didn't matter what uh, status in life that you held. If you had the audacity to speak up and speak out about a thing, you had the potential of becoming a victim of blackballing, secret ballot taking. Now, like I said, we seem to shun those who speak their minds and stand up for what is just and right. When we think about it, these types of outfits have no balls at all. There are even today secret ballots used by a a plethora of organizations. To say the least, it probably won't surprise any of us if I were to name any of them. I'm not going to do that because they already know who they are, okay? In the mid-17th century, though, Uh, by not only governmental parties, but gentlemen clubs, fraternities, and of course, societies like the the Freemasons. Uh, You know, it doesn't matter what uh, name the company had on it. It was the power and the authority that they exuded to use against someone who spoke out about their injustices. Because a lot of times they have people that they want to give a seat at the table. And maybe you couldn't get that seat at the table because you did not make that covenant with them. In other words, you opposed what they were doing. So now you became a part of the black ball, a secret ballot that went against you. Okay. Even today, choices are made against individuals who have exceptional work ethic, like I said, of course. Uh, The defining line, as mentioned above, uh, being outspoken and not going along with corruption or unjust actions. It's a prerequisite for getting on the list. 
that list, the black ball list, secret ballots, okay? And I talked about some of the outcomes, uh, which include either they're going to admit you, they're going to prevent you from being admitted, okay? They'll hold the secret ballots, they'll take them, they'll count them, and the outcome would be rejection, admittance, approval, or expulsion. Uh, And you know what? These uh, were enacted based on a specific count of black balls. And you know what? As I was doing my research, I found out back in the early centuries uh, that you begin to use little black boxes and engrave the person's name on the box so that instead of vocally speaking out who they were voting against, all the person had to do was when they saw that black box and saw the names that were engraved on it, they already knew who to vote for or who to vote against the black box. It's ironic. Even the airplanes and the helicopters have that black box that they have to look for whenever there's an airplane crash. So don't get it twisted. There are so many systems that have been put in place that when they're used, they may be used for different things, but they use the same type of object. Okay. Today, however, companies have gotten more clever in this pathetic, unjust system. While so many companies work with other companies, or they may have an umbrella and have other companies underneath their umbrella, so they're connected uh, 12 miles wide and 12 miles deep, that no matter where you go, you know what, you may get employed with a company who's doing business with another company that threw your name out there and said, you know what, don't hire this person. Okay, it's pathetic. Okay, like I said, they have a seamless process because they work with family. They want the family to uh, suggest that their friends come work there, and then they want their friends to tell their friends. You know, it's kind of an inner working like Facebook and LinkedIn, those circles. You know, we have all these large circles and they're overlapping circles. So, all of my friends. May not be all of your friends, but we have maybe 52 friends in common. So that circle, the more people they hire, the more uh, probability of that overlaying of the circle increases. So they're, they become pretty pathetic in the way that they uh, do these things. To put it bluntly, the circle widens and the connections increase. It seems no matter where you go, the watchers, the spies, they even send spies out in biblical times. They're watching. They know your every move. They know every statement you've ever made, whether it be positive or negative. Okay. To say the least, let me put it bluntly like this. There is no such thing as privacy anymore. Even in the midst of going through this coronavirus, you know what? We're sheltering in place, right? We're social distancing. They want to muffle our mouths. They're trying to shut the church down. It will not happen. God will not allow that to happen. We will not be muffled. We will speak out against the injustice. We will pray for our enemies as well as our family, our friends, our communities, our neighbors, our churches, our states, our country, the government, the president. We'll continue to pray for those individuals. But we must remember, we are like a a light set on a hill that cannot be hidden. It doesn't matter if we're sheltering in place. We're that light. And we're going to take our light and we're going to shine our light into the dark places of the injustices, of the inequalities. We will do it as a church as we continue to pray that God begins to unharden their heart, to draw them near, to change them from their wicked ways. So remember, there is a list. It's a black ball list. They're committing these uh, atrocities in break rooms, conference rooms, coffee shops, wherever they can make a covenant behind closed doors. The truth of the matter, this black ball list, they have no balls because they're doing it in secret. They have no balls. But I thank you for tuning in with me on this segment of They Call Me Grace. I'll pray for you always. You pray for me. Remember, we're still sheltering in place. We're social distancing. And just think about those things that may have ever happened to you. And you couldn't understand just why. Maybe you made the list. But guess what? God can disintegrate that list. God can even change the hearts and minds and the actions of man. So make it a great day. Until next time, wash your hands. And most importantly, pray always in Jesus' name. I'll see you next time. I love you guys.
Good morning and welcome to this segment of They Call Me Grace. I am so glad that you're tuning in with with me this morning. I want to first thank God for another day, another opportunity. I want to thank God for his amazing grace, his mercy, his goodness, and his loving kindness. I also want to pray for those who have been affected by the coronavirus, those who have died from this invisible virus. I want to thank God for all that he has done, all that he is doing in our life. I want to thank God because I know that he knows the definite plan that he has for each and every one of us. So I just want to thank him, praise him, give him glory and honor in Jesus Christ's name. I do pray. Amen. Again, thank you for tuning in with me this morning on this segment of They Call Me Grace. Today's subject is coming out of a book called Fruit, Vegetables, and Juices. This book is written by Dr. Uh, Norman Walker. Okay, and uh, specifically, I want to go over what uh, the body is made of. Now, thanks to scientific research, we are now able to analyze and know exactly the elements in which foods carry and to harmonize them in the body according to its needs. And our body needs a whole lot of things, okay? The body is made up of many atomic elements, and I will list those elements for you right now. It's made up of oxygen, carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, calcium, phosphorus, potassium, sulfur, sodium, magnesium, iron, iodine, chlorine, fluorine, silicon, and manganese. So, on my next segment, what I will do, I will break down each one of those things, each one of those atomic elements that our body consists of. And we'll go over some of the things that we can do to keep them in balance. Remember, it's social distancing. We're sheltering in place. Businesses are opening up. Restaurants, shopping malls, essential things. But I give a shout out to all the frontline workers, the nurses and the doctors and all the healthcare workers. Thank you for going out there and putting your life on the line. So until next time, I love you guys. Be safe and do everything in your control to take care of your body from within. See you next time. Good morning, and welcome to this segment of They Call Me Grace. It's such a great day. It's a beautiful day today as we celebrate and, and, uh, and remember those fallen ones that have given their lives. Let me pose a question to my listeners. Does that flag still wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave? That is a question that we all must ask. Are we as a nation, are we acting with enthusiasm and with faith? We must. Nothing shall or nothing will overshadow our honor and our memories of the fallen who so graciously, who so courageously gave their lives for our country. There's one God, one family, and one country. It's a great country. Nothing shall overshadow those memories. There is no greater love than one who lays his life down for his fellow man. So as we sit back, enjoy our family, and reminisce on those who have given their lives for our country, make it a great day in Christ because it's one God, one family, and one country. You guys make it a great day. Eat a lot. Wash your hands. Be safe. And we're still social distancing Enjoy until next time on the next segment of They Call Me Grace. I love you guys.